0: a copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. the issuer of the scheme is generate investment management limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns better myself trying to better my health but all, my life, all my life trying to keep me down, keep me down. all this time, all this time thought I would make it out. never thought i'd make it out no no. They couldn't take me. They couldn't take me. No. Oh my Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. And we've got a very special guest in the studio today. Jono Lloyd West, mate. Good to see you. Good to see you too, Luke. Cheers for having me on. Banger of a tune in the background there. Tell us why all my life featuring J. Cole. Uh, probably no real deep. Deep reason
1: behind it. I mean, it's just a good tune, few few good messages in there, yeah. but yeah, no, nothing too much to report.
0: Okay, I thought maybe the people have been trying to keep you down this whole time, you know? No,
1: no not quite, mate. I mean, <laughs> look, I've, I've okay. had a, have a couple of struggles, but yeah, yeah. definitely uh, uh, nothing nothing too serious.
0: Good man. How old are you now? 25. 25. Okay, right, quarter of the way done. Nah, just kidding, mate. You never know, you might live 200 these days. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> so, uh, I thought what we'll do, mate, is sort of start. Well, do you want to tell the people what you do to start with, and we'll go from there? Might work backwards a little bit.
1: Um, so, yeah, I'm Jono. I've got two companies up here in Auckland. Um, one is classic accounting practice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, chip away, do number of tax returns, provide a bit of advice, all that good stuff. Um, and the other one's a retail, wholesale, importing business. And, um, the retail side's largely Shopify, so e-commerce based, and um, yeah, with the wholesale side, it's very much directly working with with
0: retailers. Nice. Okay, and two degrees. Say again. Have you got two degrees? Two degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. not that your phone provider? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, hang on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you, What do you mean here? Yeah, yeah. You got two degrees. You got a law degree and an accounting finance degree, commerce right. degree.
0: Yeah. So, how is that? Four years of study or five? Uh, they did I think it? Six. Oh, yeah, you did six. did them separately. Eh? Yeah, yeah, we well, kind of. sort
1: of, and then did like the chartered accountancy. Yeah, that's Requirements, right. or you know, all the yeah, the additional papers you have to do to yeah. to tick that one off. Not that I ever got there, but
0: no, that's right. Oh, you didn't get right through the CA piece. Didn't do the CA piece. Oh. Do you not remember that? I thought you were still gonna. Well, you you can do it at some stage if you want to, right?
1: Oh, it's pretty hard to because if you do, you yeah. can't. Oh yes, 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 to the public Yeah, good, yeah that, good It was actually after a conversation <laughs> I had with you That Whipsies. I decided, I decided yeah. um, not to do it But yeah in, in effect it basically puts me back five years By doing that piece So Yeah, yeah. by
0: doing that that's right Okay cool So um, I just got a bit mixed up with that So then how long ago do you reckon that was When we had that yarn? Uh, it was, I can tell you, it was 2020. It was 2020, okay. 2020. So it was sort of like peak or start of COVID or maybe, I remember at a cafe yeah. in Ponsonby. But, yeah, it might have been 2019, but
1: yeah, yeah one, one of the two. Yeah. 2019, 2020. Yeah, maybe it wasn't 2020 because it was sort of COVID, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to figure out when it would have been as well. But anyway, uh, maybe for some context for the advice that I gave you, let's we'll, we'll get to that in a bit, but. Do you want to tell people like what you had going on at that stage like with your accounting stuff, and so then you would have been uh twenty two right yeah, yeah. yeah twenty yeah. two yeah yeah okay
1: yeah, so sort of getting getting to the back end of my degree um yeah, I started taking on clients we got got approached by a couple of guys that had started their own businesses in the trades so when I dipped off to uni, they'd kind of got gone and got themselves qualified. Yeah. Um, and by that time they were sort of ready to rock and roll. Um, approached me to sort of give them a hand, getting getting their accounts in order. Um, and so started to grow a bit of a client base that way. And um that effectively became my part-time job yeah. as such while I was at, at uni, which was quite good. Um, but yeah, I mean I in my final year, I I, th- I always sort of thought I would take like quite a traditional route with it. Um, thought I'd end up working for the likes of Deloitte or, or something like that. Um, so I applied. I applied at Deloitte and got a call back saying, "Hey, we want to interview interview you." I thought, great, you know, this is it. This is wasn't really sure how it was going to work. Yeah. In terms of me having my own clients and you know my clients probably turn over couple of hundred k year, not a couple of hundred million yeah. um like they're probably used to dealing with, but um yeah, I figured we'd'd we'd sort of work that one out as we went um so yeah, did the interview and then got a call back, and they said, uh you didn't get it you know you 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 missed out it was between you know you and someone else um we've gone with them, yeah. and I remember we i was I was sort of downloading on you one day mm. um we were yeah at a cafe I think for um for brekky, yep. catching up as we often did, mm. and yeah, I was sort of downloading reasonably frustrated with the whole thing, you know, just um pretty gutted yeah, yeah. Well, reasonably gutted, like not just about that, but it was also just about the whole process in general i yeah. mean i'd I'd gone and got myself like a hundred k student you know six figure student debt yeah um and and all these offers on the table were. You know forty fifty thousand, mm. and we're talking like fifty is a good offer yeah um, in, in, in those days it might be a little bit higher now with inflation, yeah. but um yeah that, that's sort of what we were working with, which was a bit disappointing, a bit frustrating, and um yeah you, you kind of had the the good advice of well why don't you why don't you go out on your own mm. and at the time, it probably sounded pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know when like at the time, I think I had a fee base of about twenty to twenty five thousand yeah um and fees you know that was sort of like the the annual recurring revenue. The other company had started, but I think in the twenty twenty financial year, we made about nine grand mm. so at the time, I had a thirty three percent shareholding in that, so basically you know had another three grand from from that sort of thing, so yeah basically twenty twenty odd grand a year um was was what I was, my self-employed income was and so, at that time.
0: So, you know, you're failing to meet uh, the requirements of some of these illustrious bloody titles around the the, the top of town that you could hopefully work for uh, and then this decade across from you is just like, oh, don't worry about it, mate, just, uh, just do your own thing. Yeah, start your own Deloitte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start your own Deloitte, mate. Yeah, so yeah. I mean
1: it sounded it sounded stupid and a lot of people probably would have thought it was stupid but... We, we we nutted it out and you said, well, you can always try it for a year mm. and if you're already making, say, 20, 25 grand, whatever it is, um, it's not actually that far away from the 50k that's on offer, why don't you just try it for a year, if it fails, go back and try again next year, you nice.
0: know? Um, which makes a lot of sense when, mm. when you actually put it like that. Um, so that's what I did. Nice, and we'll get to how you've gone since, um, but I think... That, like, the reason I wanted to discuss this is because some people be going, well, fuck, I'm not doing a degree, I'm not doing accounting or anything, but the reason like, I knew that I could give you that advice because I knew you like, well enough to know that – it may sound stupid to you, but it won't in a few years when you look back and go, okay, like that makes sense now. Because at the time, so for context for people as well, if Jono went down path A and that is to become um, a chartered accountant and carry on with that and go into the big four or one of the accounting firms, for instance, as soon as you sort of put your hand up and say, yes, I'm going to be a CA and get on that path and do some of the um, early uh, papers, I think, I can't remember what like terminology is these days, but Basically, then we go into these restrictions that say, cool, now that you're a provisional CA and then going on to be a CA, you cannot sell services to the public and we're going to keep an eye out for you to make sure that you don't because you need to get your CA first, which can take up to sort of three years of Mm. mentorship through the firm you're working for and passing more exams and then you're going to need to do a certificate of public practice which is probably going to have to be signed off by someone again and someone's going to have to mentor you through that so it's probably another year, more costs and whatnot. Your employer is probably going to be like, I'm not fucking giving, why would I pay for you to get your certificate of public practice as well? So you're going to be capped in terms of the income you could make. So, you know, I said, well mate, like you're already, the market's already telling you that they want what, you can do So you know that You've got something Just need to make sure That you're not You know You've got some support Should you be making any mistakes Or you know Start to build out a plan Of how you're going to go ahead So you were almost To go down the CA path Which is like The thing to do And the mm. Like the you know, How could you walk away from that That just sounds ridiculous and, and pretty tough for you too When you've done the study To get that far And then some dickheads Saying to you mate Just don't do it Don't worry about it You don't need it mm. um, Yeah definitely Yeah And so I think you're at a like fork in the road of do you do the tried and true? And the 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 reason, like I said, I could sort of give you that advice because I could tell that you're the sort of person that you would go right. I'm going to make this work. And partly you were already making it work. So I'm like, well, what's the worst that can happen? You know, you build mm. up a bit of a fee base and sell it off, or just say, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Go work for Deloitte or whatever. Um, and you know, I think that like not everybody has that in them, but I think you were ready for. Uh, that advice at the time as well so I was going to be interested to see whether you whether you took it or not Mm. yeah it ended up being good advice
1: (laughs) I mean that's good I think at the time the rules were that you can't sell more than 13,000 services to the public so I was already over that threshold so even if I did go into a firm I would have had to come to some arrangement where I kind of merge my clients into that firm maybe get like a pay rise for doing that or something Mm. um, or drop them as clients yeah um well, you know potentially sell them but yeah it, it, it was it was never really going to work just with the route that I'd found myself in which I mean it worked out well so, so yeah. se-
0: September 2023 now like where are you sort of at you don't have to give away like your revenue figures or anything but you're like what does business look like for you in that channel in terms of the accounting side of things Bearing in mind you had to go through two years of COVID as well. So mm. I gave you the advice right at the fucking worst time. <laughs> Cheers, Luke. Yeah, but I mean, even with COVID, like I mean, as
1: I'm sure you probably found, I mean, clients kinda lean on you a lot mm. during that those times. So it's not really like your work dries up. Yeah. If anything, it probably gets busier.
0: We definitely were. I think we were one of the industries where, you know, some people you'd see them being able to do not much from home. You're thinking, like, God, that would be Kind of fun for a little bit, but then yeah. what's going on here? Well, exactly
1: yeah. that. You know, during lockdown, it was still chipping away on the tools. You know, yeah. no, no, um, no, just resting and playing. Now, yeah. what is it? Call a Duty or, yeah, or Fortnite or, or whatever, whatever people were doing with themselves, getting inebriated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, I mean, it's, it's all looking pretty good again. You know, speaking candidly, but yep. um, I mean, all I will say is earning significantly more than I would be had I gone the other route. Nice. Um so yeah, seems to have worked
0: out. So you would probably only just be getting close to finalising your CA stuff, eh? Would that be right? Or S- Well I mean if you if you went into one of those roles.
1: Yeah, correct. So well, when would I have started? Probably would have started Yeah, probably wouldn't yeah, probably wouldn't have even finished it yet. Yeah. Um so might be sort of knocking on the door of eighty K. Yeah. Something like that. If um Yeah, if if I'd gone that route. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I actually wouldn't have a clue what what they're paying paying guys these days. But I could tell
0: as well that, you know, I knew a bit about you, like I said before, that you're entrepreneurial and you're interested in business. So I guess what I was almost seeing is this is like a, it's me turning up in front of me again, and I'm like, don't make the fucking same mistakes that I did. (laughs) Mm.
1: Well, I remember you saying that at the time, you said, um, doing my CA actually put me back five years. Yeah, and I mean, I think looking at it, it's probably a good thing that you did Definitely. do that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's not for everyone to go and skip your CA. It's not. Um, no, that's probably not the advice that we're trying to spin. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no. um, I think it's the important message is, is that you can, and it's um it's not the you know because you have a formed belief right that yeah. that's the way it's done. That's the traditional route. No deviating from that. No, I and mean, you've probably never really heard of guys doing it. The old partner in a firm, you'll notice, oh, they don't have their CA, um, yeah. for whatever reason that is. But So it, there, is, there is other guys doing it. Mm. Um, and, I mean, who knows what their kind of story behind that is. But, yeah, for me, it just didn't, didn't make sense.
0: I think for the accounting-type listeners to this, there'll be some that will actually be envious of you that are older, that are like, oh, he shouldn't be doing that, because they'll still be stuck in the, no, no, you're supposed to do it this way. Like, How does he know that he's doing it right? Or mm. whatever. Well, that's that's
1: why it's it's quite good that I've got a close relationship with you know you and Phil. Mm. Um, I mean, there's definitely been a few. I try not to be a piss, but there's definitely yeah. been a few few questions fired your way. Um, I've done some contract work for another accountant um, over the time, so you get an insight into how they're running their practice. Yeah, get the ability to ask questions. I mean, still sort of sending questions their way as well. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, and then also a, lo- a lot of a lot of problems you can actually solve by. Just working it out, you know, as in deep diving, you know, like the answers out there, you just go and find it.
0: Yeah, I love that, (laughs) mate. And that's it's so true. You know, if you have a problem, there will either be somebody who's solved it before, and you will either have their phone number, their messenger, or you will be able to Google it and find out who may have solved that before. And if you're brave enough to ask them to help you, they're probably going to solve what looks like a career ending or business ending issue that's basically like no that's just the next hurdle you have to work through mm.
1: yeah yeah definitely I mean someone's always solved it before and the thing is is people are quite receptive to helping people yeah you know, like you've certainly been amazing for that which um, you're definitely very grateful for um, but yeah I mean most people you find probably have no problem with uh, people reaching out and saying hey I've got this problem you yeah, know, as, as long as you're not you're not an idiot and you're basically just dumping on yeah, yeah. on a problem you haven't really thought about, it's kind of like, oh, can you help me solve this yeah. really simple problem? It's um, yeah, if if it's quite difficult, I'm, I'm, most people are pretty yeah pretty happy to help out.
0: I think that people like to especially help younger people because mm. we know that they're you know they're probably going through tall poppy shit. They're probably self doubting themselves. They got questions about whether they're doing the right thing. Um and you know I speak as if like i 'm now older <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. you 're a fossil, mate. yeah <laughs> 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 but equally you know people that are way ahead of me age wise experience, whatever achievements are probably think the same thing about some of my age mm. uh, and whatnot, so yeah, I think we can 't be reminded enough to put our our uh, you know hands up and and ask for help. I just wanted to say, as well you 've got to the stage where you 've had to actually get some support too in terms of you know effectively hire right mm. and yeah I think that was probably I can see that coming for you like well ahead of it happening too and I think I've said to you a few times like, but just bite the bullet man and just uh just mm. do it so I think you've probably done it ahead of where most people would do it as well
1: yeah, yeah, yeah that's so pretty I mean, cool yeah that's, that's sort of chipping low comes with its own challenges mm. um, in terms of effectively having now able to manage uh, people who work for you you know in terms of managing their workload Quality um, their, of Yeah, quality yeah. Um, You know, of their output Things like that and, and all the things that go with You know, keeping them motivated And things mm. like that um, But yeah, definitely Yeah, hoping by the end of This financial year to have four, four All up across um, So one one will be coming At the end of this month In the other company Not the yep. accounting company uh, My brother's coming back from Europe And he's going to step into A sales and marketing role In that nice side of things Which would be great um, and then I've got a second guy already lined up. So he's already, you know, he's, he's actually kept in touch from uh, when I was hiring the first time. And um, he missed out on the role, just basically wasn't quite there. But yeah. he, he went away. He scrubbed up on, on what he was missing. And then he's come back and said, Hey, I'm ready. And he's kept in touch. And I've said, Hey, look, by the end of this financial year, I'll take you on for, for leading into next financial year so it'll wow. be a tight, tight little team of four but yeah. um nice yeah should be
0: should be good yeah and what is your like family's response been to this journey for you um yeah I mean both my parents um definitely
1: not business minded okay so it's not like I've sort of come from a, a family of business owners um uh, my brother's quite into business side of things I mean he's always basically worked for himself and things like that so yeah, he's he's probably understands it a little bit more. Um, family's definitely supportive, you know, in terms of, particularly when I was at uni, right, I mean, they were financially supporting me and making sure I could sort of get through that piece um, okay, but I think they probably all got a bit of a shock once I decide, uh, and probably actually quite concerned, you know, that it was all going to pan out, but I think that's probably been eroded by now.
0: Yeah, nice, mate. Well done. Where did your interest in business come from, do you think?
1: Um, I mean, I think probably would have been like year nine, year 10. Just sort of got interested in, uh, what's, what's the word? You know, the, the, that exchange of value. I found it quite fascinating in terms of, you know, all these goods and services moving around the economy, people paying various amounts for them. Yep. And then, you know, people are accumulating wealth, accumulating assets. So I was just really intrigued to try and work out how that works, and hopefully understand it enough to be able to do it myself.
0: Nice. Was there anything at school that you can look back to? Was it, you know, these days I hear in some schools they'll have a, a, like a market day where basically you'll you'll make a product and then you'll have to sell it at school? Anything like that? Yeah, we
1: did do that. I yeah. think it was year 10 business studies or something like that, something like that. And um, yeah, I think we sold sold some nachos, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. So yeah, chipped away. Yeah, because you yeah, you went to find me boys right it's yep. probably fairly similar to when you were there but um, yeah they do like a trade day you can either make goods or sell services or whatever Yeah. Um, pay your tax on it which yeah. we, we definitely paid all of it <laughs> um, but yeah so I mean there was things like that um, but yeah I mean I wouldn't say yeah, that I wouldn't say, yeah, say there's anything specific while I was at school that really kind of mm. set it off for me I mean I, I never actually knew that I was going to start my own business until I kind of did. Yeah. Um, it's not like I was sitting there at school going, all right, I'm going to become a business owner. It's going to be my path. Um, it, was, it was sort of something I was interested in, interested in it probably from the perspective of more an accounting point of view, like chipping away, doing the numbers, um, you know, maybe helping people to, to get close to their goals but not really thinking that I'll be out there doing it myself.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think it was probably similar where I liked business or the things that were going on in business and I learned some stuff about stocks and stuff. That was probably my like, ooh, the stock market, what's all this about? And yeah. we did some fake trading and stuff and that was probably seen me go down the path that I've gone down and, terms of different shares and shit that I've brought and sold and sold to early and yeah, all got yeah. The yards, but yeah yeah but I think at the time I'm like well there's only economics and accounting I'll just do both and then you mm. get to go to uni it's like you can study business you do business studies but then you get there and it's like okay then you learn about communication and corporate law and like all these different things and then you've got a niche down again to accounting is it finance or so it's, it's not like overly it's it's sort of limited um But yeah, I just wonder, I've started to ask people, what is it? Can they find something back in their childhood or whatever that got them interested? But I think the reason that that intrigues me is that I think all parents can probably encourage their kids to do things that they are really interested in and not just leave it to the school system, Mm. for instance. Like say they're just fucking really talented at rugby, well, sweet, just, you know, nurture them. In mm. that or if it's art or whatever. I actually heard um Taka Taekia Waititi, I think his yeah. name. Yeah, the film director. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, he's just talking about how, you know, he's just always been really creative And um his whole life and stuff and just lucky that people helped him nurture that and he had to do science and math and stuff and he's like just those suck, I hate those and I don't want to do that mm. shit, but I had to. Um, yeah
1: it, yeah, that's the thing is People don't really realise that you don't need to do that very traditional route, you know, chip away at school, go to uni, you know, how it's often sold, go work for someone forever. Um, I mean, now it's getting a little bit more, I suppose, socially acceptable to, you know, leave school early, go get a trade, get qualified, because people see that as a really good route now. Yeah. Um, but even things like the creative route, you know, going to, if you were going to go into filmmaking or something, people probably still question that, you know, it's not quite there mm. yet. But yeah, you're right. Focus yeah. on what you're good at Just do it well
0: As well you know, I've just come back from Bali And the amount of people That are You know That's the place to go People that's sort of Like synonymous with Oh the, the laptop lifestyle Or whatnot and Digital nomads yeah, yeah Yeah And like that's a thing now But at one stage Like that wouldn't have been Our parents Would probably think of us You know What are you on about um, But You know I took my iPad And my computer And my iPhone And I probably cleared 97% of my emails And responded to them Via my phone Mm I'd never charged my – oh, I charged my laptop once uh, just to make sure I gave it some good juice and never really got through the entire battery. So that's how minimal in two weeks that I actually needed to sort of get on it. and yeah, Get on the proper tools. Yeah. Get, get the it, old lap, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the amount of people that, you know, had their laptop at a cafe and stuff like that, and you just you just don't know these days like what people are actually doing uh, on their computer. They could be running a multi-million dollar business, you know, cutting deals, could just be playing a game. Uh, mm. It could be answering massively important emails. Could be, you know, um, guiding staff. You just yeah. It's yeah.
1: No, you're right. And and that's the thing is you can do it from anywhere. Like mm. um, at the start of the year, I did something much similar to what you just did recently, uh, when you shot over to the states. Yeah. So we, me and my partner, uh, live. We shot over there for six weeks, just sort of working. You know, a couple hours a day. It was a bit of a working holiday, but yeah, because I had always had data. I was always reachable, so I was just chipping away, um, responding to emails, responding to queries, um, and then the beauty of it was is that, you know, by the time I got back, you know, people said, oh, you know, you must have spent a packet over there, It's like, but I earned everything that I spent, you know, like yeah. I, I've actually gone forwards, wow. continue to, which is, yeah. you know, probably for a lot of people, you know, they kind of save up, go, you know, go away overseas, blow their savings and come back. It's a good um, point. But, you know, you, you can actually work while you're over there. A little bit limited, yeah. But um, yeah, it is possible.
0: Tell us a little bit about um, the the mindset to be able to run sort of two businesses at once and still, yeah, keep everything going. Because for a lot of people, I think they would uh, think, "Fuck, surely just one business would be challenging enough to, but to be having a crack at two.
1: Yeah, I mean, I sort of just fell into it. I suppose it's not like a really planned on having to um, but I do quite like it because it gives me variety so I mean accounting very much a service-based business uh, with the other side is a goods goods business so it does provide like a lot of variety Um, it's not yeah there's very unique challenges in response to each I'm not really sure what it is that gets me out of bed in the morning apart from just, you know, making sure that you know, I, I do have goals and I suppose it's just trying trying to get closer to those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like a lot of people would say it's best to just focus on on one thing. It's like um when a client comes and says to you with, you know, eight hundred different ideas, it's like just focus on one, <laughs> yeah. knock it out, do it well and then, you know, try try sort of expand rather than been the jackable trades master of none. Yeah. Um you know do, doing things poorly but yeah it seems to have worked like i mean don't get me wrong i think that having split attention probably you know if if i was going all in on the accounting the accounting would be growing at a faster rate or vice versa but um yeah like i i think there's a lot of low hanging fruit in it when you start a business so like it's it's pretty easy or like reasonably easy to scale a business to like six figures, you know, make it a 100 grand a year. So to be able to do that twice, you know, kind of works, works well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, as opposed to trying to scale astronomically.
0: Mm. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, and I suppose you get to learn business skills in the goods business as well, which then increases your education and makes you more valuable in servicing clients, right? Because if they've yeah. got a similar type of business or a problem you're like oh I've actually solved that before like personally solved that or this mm. is what we do in my business I think people yeah, really absolutely. value that too eh?
1: yeah definitely yeah. well that, that's sort of the thing is like say with you know the e-commerce side of things I mean we're using contractors for Google Ads, Facebook Ads, SEO um, you know people to work on the Shopify website uh, email marketing with Clavio and things like that so we're working with a number of these contractors seeing the results thing, seeing what works, what doesn't And then Mm. when clients come and say, hey, we want to do something similar, it's like, oh, well, I've done that before. Go and and speak to this guy. He does it well. Um, So, yeah, you're right. It does help you to sort of add value to clients as well.
0: Yeah. And what tools to use and things like that as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You're probably getting, like, that's when you start to get the real business degree, uh, is then the practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: Like, it's it's all good and well in theory. Yeah, in the lecture. Yeah, yeah, this (laughs) outdated lecture. Theory, yeah. but um, yeah. Once, once in the real world, because even things like the digital marketing side of things. I mean, it's huge now. You, you, yeah. If you're not doing it well, you're lagging behind the times. But when was that taught in your accounting degree? It yeah. wasn't. No. You know, like no. And and so I think stepping straight out of you know that's that's probably why like if you're a graduate accountant, it would take you a while to sort of learn a lot of those things because you're not having to think about those problems.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, especially in the small business space. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I think a lot of people stay probably stay away from the actual like business growth fundamentals. Maybe they're just not even interested in in the accounting space. To be fair, some of them may may not be, mm. um, which is you know completely fine as well. But eventually, because I think a lot of people in the accounting space want to get into giving advice. Yeah,
1: well, that's where the margin is, right?
0: Yeah, but if you don't actually know how to do that. Or like why business owners want to do that, or the solutions that they should have. Then how do you practically actually do it?
1: Yeah, well that can be the issue with trying to give it advice as an accountant when you've never actually had your own business. Mm. Like if all you've ever done is kind of run numbers and file tax returns, never really having to think about practical problems within a business, um, which you will have done, you know, after a number of years as an accountant, because clients naturally come to you as, as their problem solvers. So yeah. like, Oh, I wonder about that one. But, you know, after just a couple of years as an accountant, you're probably not having been exposed to a number of, of those sorts of problems.
0: Mm. Do you have any friends or mates that uh, carried on on the CA-type path that were same year as you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely
1: a few. And, and sort of a year either side as well.
0: Oh, yeah? And do they, like, to sometimes hit you up and be like, what are you doing? Yeah I mean you
1: do do sort of get some odd looks like especially from accountants you know like they'll sort of say oh not like what are you doing it's what firm are you working for Yeah, and then you tell them I'm working for my own firm and then they're just (laughs) kind of like like you're a bit of a bit of a nutcase they're like oh you know the wheels must have fallen off or something (laughs) (laughs) Um, which is you know perfectly valid so you definitely do get some odd looks at times which I mean I don't really mind I don't really the need to you know be like oh but you know guess, guess how well it's going or whatever yeah you yeah it just doesn't really, get on with it yeah I mean who yeah. cares like if they think I'm a fruit loop who cares
0: yeah. yeah good man <laughs> how do you is there any like have you had to do something or go through something to to not care as much about what people think yeah I suppose there's
1: you know a sort of personal journey that goes with yeah. that but um yeah and, and I think that as the business has kind of validated itself, it kind of internally means that you feel so comfortable with it that you don't really care. So, you know, even if someone – like maybe when I was still turning over 20 grand and then you tell someone, oh, I'm working for myself, and they look at you like you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, It might be like, oh, yeah, maybe I'm an idiot. But, you know, after a while, it, it doesn't really matter.
0: That's yeah. a, it's such a good point, eh? It's It just subsides because you've got – like sometimes I'll say to people, um, you can't fault results – yeah, uh, exactly or now. you know for Some people say like Numbers don't lie Or whatever Check the scoreboard But mm. yeah Once you stack enough wins Then naturally You've got enough data To go No I actually do know What I'm talking about here So Why the fuck do I keep Letting other people Try and tell me I don't mm. And then you just realise Like yeah That is just Probably just because I've learned that And this has been A waste of my time I actually had this Conversation today With someone We were talking about How uh, people will try And tell you Like you can't do that That's not possible And stuff Yeah and then they were like, but I'm, I'm already doing it. So, like, why do I listen to them? Mm. Like, good question.
1: Yeah, it takes a while to sort of change those beliefs, right? Yeah. Because you know, we're all kind of moulded through our experiences on this is the way to do it. You know, like, this is, the, say, the traditional accounting route. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, even for yourself, it takes a while to kind of remould that. You know, to, to come up with something different and go, Oh that's actually not true As in you don't need your CA Yeah Or You don't need to Have all this experience To go and start your own practice You can kind of figure it out As you go You know Speed over, over accuracy You know yeah. Action over exaction You
0: know Action over Exaction action. What's exaction? Doing it perfectly Oh okay exaction. exaction. Yeah nice I yeah, yeah. haven't heard that before
1: Yeah Yeah um, But you know like As in speed over accuracy Just just go and do it Rather than doing it like Exactly Or yeah. perfectly
0: I think as well, like, mistakes can always be, um, you know, tidied up. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think that's literally a lot of Kiwis will be sitting on something they want to do, but the reason that they don't do it is because they think they've got to wait for all of the data. Um, Exactly. The perfect fucking tools, like, the perfect situation, the perfect weather, whatever it is, and they've got it in their head, they know what needs to be perfect.
1: That's the information that they think that they need in order to make that decision, but Reality is, you could have done it sooner. You might not have done it as well, mm. but you could have tidied that piece up rather than waiting a while. Because I often say, it's, you know, let's just say a client wants to uh, launch a website, something like that. Yep. They'll flounder around for six months trying to get it done. It's yes. like you could have had a website in the market for six weeks, like within a few weeks. Just yeah. get it done. Probably even 60 than, minutes these days. Yeah. Or exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. it, it doesn't need to be this long, drawn out process or, or, yeah, I'm just waiting for this in order to get my website out or whatever it is. Yeah. It's just like, just go and do
0: it. What do you think that is?
1: Um, I think it's just a fear of, of getting it wrong. Yeah. yeah in, in terms of uh, maybe it's a fear of being criticised. I don't know. Maybe they don't want to put something out that's mediocre and then it looks bad on them, mm. bad reflection. I, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't know.
0: It must, again, come back to being worried about what people are going to think, mm. right? Because they see the same thing and the clients will... You know, they've just got to have the the copy on it proofread for the third time. I'm like, man, do you know like humans are the biggest assholes? Like they will proofread your website and they will email you and tell you that something is wrong. <laughs> you know, you don't need to do that. You don't need to pay a copywriter three times to to draft that and reread it. People will tell you, but also people aren't going to read it.
1: Mm, exactly. Yeah. Even if they do see a spelling mistake, it's probably not the end yeah. of the world,
0: mate. Today, before you got here. I sent out an email to next advisory clients about depreciation and how it works. Mm. And so I titled it depreciation. What is it? I typed that and I left the R out. literally, I send, I hit, send, I proofread it. I hit send. And then when I saw it pop up in my inbox, it's like depreciation. What is it? <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh God. Okay. Yeah,
1: but good point. What is that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> But I know that someone Will email me hot. Just a heads up You know you spelt that wrong Or like an accountant Reading that That's signed up To our newsletter To keep an eye On what we're doing For instance They'll be like Oh fuck You know look what These guys
1: did They sent a mistake out Yeah but, yeah Like how, how sloppy Is that
0: Yeah You know But literally People will not care nah. like They'll be like You know some, some people will be You know Real wound up about it oh, God, I can't believe that Whereas uh, You know The general public Will be like Oh I've had a lot Of value from the system a mistake We move on Like it mm. doesn't It doesn't matter don't need a mate um, to the minor. Yeah. But I think we've got a yeah, we all over-index, like, trying to get these things perfect before actually just doing them. But humans are pretty forgiving of mistakes, I think, as well.
1: Mm, or we all make them.
0: Yeah. And I think the figuring it out as you go is, it's a strong skill set that you need when you try and have a crack at something, because... I think people talk a lot about like starting something and just start and you know I say that all the time and it's definitely true but fuck once you start something you've got to keep it going and keeping it going can be just as hard because then you've got to figure out all the shit that Mm. you didn't realise you need to figure out that six months ago when you were worried about what the website was going to look like or the perfect branding or whatever, and now you realise that that didn't matter, and these are actually yeah. the things you have to solve. You're like, oh, God, how do I get through these things?
1: Yeah, you're on to the next set of problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah, just think problems are endless. Once, yeah. once you solve them, all pop up. They just keep coming. Yeah, they
0: do, mate. Yeah, bloody good fun. That's why we love it. Hey, why did you do the the law study then? So two um, businesses, and you're like, you know, I might finish and get get a law degree too.
1: Yeah, well, what it was is, it was actually, like when, when I was leaving school, I got offered this cadetship with an accounting firm, local firm in uh, Palmerston North. Yeah, great C- city. Great place, man. Yeah. Um, and um, could have then could have enrolled in, in Massey and, and chipped away there, but Massey didn't have a law. And the reason why I was so intrigued by law was because um, Alistair Davis, who was the ex-CEO of, I think, Toyota New Zealand, and he had a law and accounting degree, mm-hmm. so me, you know, at that point thought, you know, still still wanting to take a very traditional route, you know, go and work my way up, hopefully get into these sort of executive roles, maybe CEO, CFO. Um, I thought, well, that that'll be an asset. That, yeah. That'll put me above someone who's got an accounting degree. Plus, I thought it was quite intriguing. You know, yeah. like it, it wasn't just that I was doing it in order to to get a role. It was like, what's that about? Yeah. You know, and you enjoyed um, you enjoy law. Enjoyed it, yeah. yeah. Enjoyed it enough. I mean yeah. I was never that good at it. You know, like I was I was okay at it. Yeah. Um, I mean it's I mean law's a pretty tough thing. I mean, for anyone who's kind of studied it will will understand that it's not, not easy. Mm. Um but yeah, I mean, I was never like a standout law student. I mean contracts. I was pretty up there, but apart from that it was yeah, it was just never really yeah. my thing. I mean, num- numbers have always kind of been my thing, the accounting
0: finance. Um, so, yeah,
1: I mean, it was it was never something that I ever thought I'd pursue.
0: It's funny because I used to do the same thing as a young fella. I'd look at, like, oh, they were a chartered accountant or, uh, like, whatever. Like, how did they get there? What did they study? Uh, and I still think about that these days when I see people doing different jobs and stuff. I'm just think like, I wonder what they studied. Like, what did they do to to get there? Just yeah. more, more like out of interest, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yes, I mean, to sum it up, that that was it. Yeah. Nice. Um Yeah. It was just a, a matter of I thought it would help to try and get a a big big dog role. Yeah.
0: Did um, when you were coming through high school and even just you know people on your periphery and stuff, did you hear all the time like, oh, when you're a CA, it opens heaps of doors. Does, maybe everyone gets told that, and I just think it's chartered accountants. But
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. I think that was always the route that I thought I would. Yeah. take um, yeah, I always sort of envisioned I would finish off law, commerce um, go hop into a firm hopefully one of the bigger ones yeah. and yeah, chip away on that CA piece, get that done and then figure it out from there but yeah, I, it definitely is, is the narrative that's, that's sold and it, and it probably is, I mean it is like more internationally recognised right, if you try and get a rollover in London and you don't tell them you're a CA, they'll probably be like, well, What have you been doing? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's going to be, you're already going to be on the back foot. Mm. Um, whereas for me, I mean, I'm never planning on working remotely. I'm pretty, pretty well established in New Zealand. Probably do a lot of travel. I mean, I think yep. we'll do, do overseas trips each year, but more on a working holiday nice. type thing, not actually trying to move yeah. over there, do the London <coughs> thing, two, three years in Europe type thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, <coughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the, yeah. You can, I don't, like, I don't know if it's just the accounts that get told. Um, this will open heaps of doors for you, but I think it's actually just like applying yourself to things that you are good at will actually be the thing that will open doors for you. Because you know, tomorrow, for instance, speaking at this conference, I am thinking, well, you know, I I'm am I'm a CA getting asked to speak at things, uh, which is cool, but it's not because I've done sixty-four fucking thousand sets of accounts in my life and they're all immaculate. Um, it ain't that Like it ain't That my work papers are perfect Or that <laughs> I gave some great GST advice yeah, For the last yeah. four years Or whatever It's literally Because I've talked about things That the public Wanted to understand And are then intrigued by And I think Okay this dude can Sort of hold An audience And talk Maybe we should ask him To come and speak mm. Okay he's a CA That's a, that's a bonus um, But You know Applying yourself to the things that you're good at over a long period of time, it's just a winning formula. Mm. No, yeah. you did
1: right. I mean, it's, you're always gonna. Uh, after a while, those things become quite meaningless. Even your degree itself. I mean, mm. most people get a uni degree to go and get a job, right? Yeah, your, your first employer's probably the only one who cares about it. Um, and then, say with a CA, same again. It's like, well, do you have it? All right, now, are, are you any good? Yeah, um, it's not like, oh, you know, wow, you've got your CA or your CFA or whatever post-grad qualification they've done your profs you're a lawyer whatever yeah um people want to know can you solve problems yeah nice and that's it
0: and get shit done yeah exactly.
1: because yeah. at, the, at the end of the day that's all we're left with right people mm. have problems they want them solved remove yep. that pain um and if you can do that then you're always going to do well
0: have some of your mates from your year group and whatnot gone off overseas
1: yeah quite a few of them
0: yeah um yeah like a lot of people still there sort of thing
1: yeah, it's yeah, sort of still there, or have been and come back. Yeah, um, yeah, just sort of chipping away. Seems to sort of be floundering around. Okay, but um, yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's quite, quite the done thing, really. Yeah, you know, just go over, flounder around in London, have some big weekends in Europe, or whatever, <laughs> whatever you get up to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely pretty common.
0: Yeah. Now I just wondered if maybe uh, just I was going to ask you about you know you're sort of in those years of your life where I think. A lot of people are probably thinking about moving to Aussie or going overseas or having a crack, or you know, before people start having children and things like that, where the there's less dependence, uh, dependence or risk and things. I think like fuck it, like if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it now. Uh, but once you start businesses, it becomes trickier to to think like that, eh? Yeah, you sort of get fixed to a location
1: unless you're sort of one of those digital nomads who can mm. go. And in theory. I mean, I could do that. I mean, there's nothing yeah. stopping me going over to Bali and working. No. Um, I mean, with, with the accounting, you can do it all remote. Um, got enough sort of contractors with storage and everything that yeah. could make it work on the other business as well. So there's no real reason why I couldn't travel and, and stuff like that. But you're right. Most of the time, you are pretty well fixed to a location.
0: Mm, yeah. <coughs> What's, um like? What do you think about... New Zealand at the moment Like right now Just sort of like Where we're at How would you Sum it up Without you know Having to mug off A political party Or like anything like that We're just thinking It's September Everyone's talking about The election next year And stuff But just interested At, at sort of your age Like 25 Like what do you Think is the vibe In New Zealand
1: Yeah I mean Again not Not wanting to get Sort of political yep. On it uh, not, not wanting to Point fingers And, and say yep. who's fault it is Because there's Always going to be A number of Factors and it's easy to play the blame game, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's pretty pretty average out there. I mean, the sentiment for a lot, from a lot of people was kind of as you mentioned before about you know wanting to move to Aussie, mm. kind of grass is greener type mentality, which says a lot. You know, if people are wanting to leave, it obviously means that something's not really working here. Um, so I'd say yeah, it's a pretty pretty negative outlook overall. But, yeah, I mean, you, you don't want to get too too caught up in that stuff. I mean, nah. just focus on what you can control and and keep keep chipping away. Yeah. If, if, you, if all you do is absorb that, that kind of negative energy, I mean, it's just going to have negative effects on
0: yourself. Yeah, mate, that's such a good point. Because it's, yeah, just, you know, leaving the country for a couple of weeks and then coming back and you just sort of, you know, I just feel like it's like instantly back into this kind of pressure thing where it's like, fuck, every billboard's got a politician on them and just... People, you know, don't smile, and you're just thinking that the narrative is just so bleak. And then people are leaving, and I I mean, I get gutted about people wanting to leave New Zealand because I think because I want to stay, then selfishly I want them to stay because my all this fucking, you know, like who's literally the politicians aren't going to build this shit back. You know, we're going to have to build it back. Mm. Uh, And so, where are we going? What are we building? But when people are going like, "I'm going to leave," then you're like, "Well, fuck," that's one less builder, or you know, that's one less person who's keen to to do some shit but I think as well once you get into business and stuff and you can start earning a bit more money and getting control of your life then the grass is greener in Australia for instance that doesn't hold as much weight because you're like well actually what if I just put some more work in and got three new clients and that's going to give me the pay rise that it would if I moved to Australia Mm. Um, or mean that I can afford the groceries or have a day off each week that I can go play golf or, or like whatever it is that you desire right yeah, well I
1: think people kind of have a, a built-in outlook on what they think is going to solve their problems, whether that's, oh well I'll go over to London and earn the pound or, oh you know, wages are 30% higher in Aussie. Um, they, they kind of have that built-in mentality that that's going to be, you know, the the magic pill, Yeah. but you're right, the reality of it is, is that you can achieve the exact same result here, I mean people are doing it all day, every day, mm. um, you know, if, if they're kind of focused on those things. And it really does just boil down to, to what you believe, right? If you believe that that's going to be the answer to your, to your problems, then that's what you'll kind of seek out yeah. um, evidence of that and be like, oh, you know, my mate's over in Aussie, he's earning, you know, 45 an hour, or whatever, whatever it may be. Um, and you'll kind of use that confirmation bias of, oh, yeah, that's the only way to solve it. Yeah. But you you can definitely solve it domestically, you know, focusing on what you can control and unknown to a lot of people, you do have a lot of control over your income.
0: Yeah. Talk us through that a bit more. Like what does that mean? Um well, I mean
1: like yeah, basically this on the expense side of things, you can, you know, cut costs, um you can save a bit more money, but at the end of the day there's certain things that you're not, not going to go live on the street are you and cut out the mortgage or live in your car or something. You're going to get capped at a point whereas with your income you've kind of got unlimited potential to grow it mm. and what you sort of need to do is get um, close or, or keep an eye on what people are doing who are generating the large amounts of income and then you can sort of closely mould that. I mean probably... With my journey, I took a lot of my inspiration from what some of the stuff you were doing. I was like, oh, well, I can do that. I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll follow what he's doing because I want what he's got. Yeah, type of thing. Um, and yeah, if you just sort of keep chipping away, you know, keep keep um keep the edu- education piece up, where you're learning how people are say scaling businesses or how people are making additional income with side hustles or how people are negotiating. Uh, say pay rises with their employers or upskilling in a way that makes them more valuable then you know the outcome's going to be better for you right you're going to increase your income and you're going to continue to increase your income um, a lot more than you can kind of do on the expense side of things
0: So obviously I agree right because I know that that works mm. um, but we must have learnt to believe that at some stage because I think for a lot of people, they would just go, that's too simple, that's not, like, that ain't it, whatever, because that's what they believe, right? But we obviously believe that that is all you have to do. Obviously, you have to take the action, do the doing, add value to the marketplace, fucking transact, etc. like the, the practicality of it on the other side. But can you, like, find anything where you've realised, like, that's where your belief come from? Yeah, I mean, you can,
1: you can either change your beliefs reactively or proactively, right? And changing your belief proactively, i.e. thinking something different before you've kind of got the data, you know, seeing it to believe it, is very difficult, you know? So it's often that things have happened for us where we've been, you know, we've seen it, and and once you see it, you believe it. Mm. And it kind of changes your mindset in that way, um, i.e., as you've sort of scaled your business, you've been like, oh, so that's how you do it. Um, it, d- it does become very difficult when you're kind of not in that position and you're trying to proactively say, oh, I believe something different because probably a lot of the data that you've been receiving, you know, you might have been kind of stuck in, in a bit of a rut, chipping away, maybe not having pay rises and things like that and it's kind of led you to believe a certain way mm. and it becomes very hard to break that mould um,
0: yeah. yeah and you get told you can't get ahead in New Zealand Um, you know there's a cost of living crisis all this shit and so then you're like yeah that is that is how it is and inflation's still here and I didn't fucking listen to Luke three years ago when he was like be careful this shit is here um, and then you don't get a pay rise, and you think, oh, now I definitely am going backwards, and yeah, we're all going backwards in this country, and I think a little bit that's what the politicians are playing off um, a little bit at the moment, and they, the thing that i gutted about that I think isn't being spoken about enough is that there's a lot of Kiwis at the moment They just want some fucking hope. Uh, they just want someone to plant some good beliefs, <coughs> excuse me, into them, or some hope, or like the vision of a future, And we go like, oh, that's where we're going. Yeah, sweet. And we can get there. Like, let's just get, you know, let's do it. But at the moment, I feel like everything's kind of, we're being marketed to negatively because that always works. And then people install that into themselves. And I think one thing that I do to stop that happening to myself is that throughout the years, if I'm like, okay, you can't make a million dollars in New Zealand. Like the first thing I know I should do is go and have a look and see if anybody does because then I know that I'm full of shit mm. and that, that I know straight away I'm like, I've taught myself to be like, bro, you're wrong. like You are wrong So, because mm. that person does. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they do at this stage. So fuck up and stop mm. saying to people that you can't make a million dollars, for instance. like I can't say that mm. anymore because I know that that's not true and I've then I've seen people do it and I've gone and researched people that have done it. And if you can then get closer to those people to then find out some information of, okay, how are you doing this? Mm. It might take you to 150K. It might take you to 120. It might just take you to double what you're earning at the moment. Who cares? Like, but it's going to take you further than the information that you currently have, especially if you think it can't be done.
1: Mm. Yeah, you make a really good point there. I mean, you do kind of have to see it to believe it. I mean, it's not impossible to change your beliefs without that. Mm. But certainly, as you say, if you're trying to make a million dollars in a year, well, there's people doing that. So we can see that, that it's possible. And so suddenly, it's not a matter of, it's not possible, it's how do we do it. Um, And yeah, I mean, you you can take one walk down the viaduct in Auckland. It's a pretty pretty, pretty humbling experience, right? You see pretty incredible wealth. You know, boats worth tens of millions probably costing a million dollars a year just to maintain All yeah. the time you sort of put docking fees and crew wages and maintenance and, and stuff like that in the mix with fuel. Um, so, I mean, that's that's quite a big number. So not only are people making a million dollars a year, some people are spending a million dollars a year on their boat and some, you know? Right. And and so it's like, yeah. you know, that is really all the evidence you need. And then you're right, you've you got to look at those people and be like, well, how are they doing it? Yeah. Um, and it's it's actually pretty easy to to figure out what those people do. A lot of them are sort of public figures, or at least you could search up even just the name of their boat. It'll tell yes. you who owns it and it'll tell you what they do. Yeah. And then you can figure out, oh, well, so they've done that. Okay. Yeah. That's what degree they had. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, it's so good. Because you, I reckon the is we constantly get told we can't do shit and you can't get ahead and fucking blah and once you move to Australia, like, you have to then realise you're getting hardwired to not think the other way. And so then you've got to combat at some some stage. So I love trying to find things where I'm like, that's not possible, to then be like, well, fuck, I'm going to, like, I' so good now at not saying that because I realise, like, oh, I bet someone's done it. Mm. Um, and I think that's the beauty of travelling And going to the States and different places Is that you see shit and you think Oh well, you know People complain about wealth inequality in New Zealand <laughs> Fuck, like <laughs> imagine if they came And saw what I just saw yeah, um, How many
1: jets there are at LA, uh, yeah, Las Vegas airport <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yeah. shit
0: like that Or how big the buildings are and stuff And yeah, it's funny man This week I've done an interview um, With the Acuity magazine Which is the Chartered Accounting magazine Around uh, Keep the Change and one of the questions was, um, "What's or what are five things most young people don't know about money?" And I thought I'll read them to you, but I mean, you probably will because you're a bit further down the path. But I've said the first one was that it. This they were just going to like throw this question at me on on the fly. To I'm glad I had a bit of time to think about. It. I was <laughs> sitting by the pool in Bali, being like, "Okay, I actually need to put some thought into this." But I came up with one that it exchanges hands when value exceeds price. So individually, it's wise to focus on becoming more valuable. Like You would understand that, and that's like a knowledge bomb, I think. But until you really get to that concept, you're like, uh,
1: whatever. Mm. Do something that's valuable or create something that's yeah. valuable, which you can then sell.
0: Mm. Number two, which could be your time, you know, mm. to start with. And that could be what you're really interested in. Become the best fucking vet in the vet clinic, whatever. Just become more valuable and that's where money comes from. Number two, uh, every day money is becoming worthless because of inflation. You must understand inflation and ensure your children do too. Mm. I reckon that's a big one of why so many people hate money, think they can't get ahead, like all of that stuff, is because they've learnt the wrong things or haven't taken the time to learn about inflation.
1: Mm. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can't save your way into wealth because before you are not. she's yeah, eroded yeah. yeah
0: third one uh, your habits will determine your future including financially learn good financial habits and accept that they are hard and boring to practice
1: mm, that's a good one yeah because it's definitely not exciting right no yeah, a lot of the things like let's just say your dollar cost averaging into the old uh, S&P 500 yeah it's not exactly riveting stuff right no you know, you're losing your paycheck each thing but you know 20-25 years down the line yeah you have multi-millions um
0: it's easy at 35 to say this to thinking like, okay, mid-20s if they're saying young people because I'm thinking about myself at 25 being like, these are all the things that I fucking needed to, I if I was told them it wouldn't have mattered because I still would have just done dumb shit but I was probably starting to be like, okay, I'm going to take my money more seriously um, but that's so, it, like I think in the... When you start to try to make some more money and stuff, you're thinking, I've got to do all this real sexy shit and, oh, crypto's come along now. I need to like understand every ounce of that and whatnot and we're all like guilty of finding something. But eventually you realise, like, oh, damn it. Like Most of these people have real boring stories. Eh? Just, mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah I was actually
1: talking about that with a mate of mine recently who's a financial advisor and it is actually quite simple and people often, when you tell them how to build wealth, they think, that can't be it. Nah. You know, because be, they're, be they're used to hearing about, you know, all the get-rich-quick schemes, yeah. or, you, know, the, you know, the multi-level marketing or, you know, yeah, whatever, something. crypto or, you know, yep. um, Forex trading or something yeah. something sexy like that. But it's just not to be. No. It's, it's actually pretty boring. It's save, save a portion, invest it in something that you're not going to lose everything. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully over time that, that'll chip away.
0: The fourth one I said money is abundant and this is what I think I needed to learn the most and I think this is what society is doing massively to people at the moment is the reverse. We're saying that, I basically I said society makes us think it's scarce and it's hard to get. Go back to point one. So point one was that it exchanges hands when value exceeds price. Individually it's wise to focus on becoming more valuable and often I think we get told work harder, do more hours and stuff like I had years of that to get more money. And then eventually I'd still spend it all anyway. So like really my behaviors were wrong. But if I became more valuable, I, like I did in one role, I got my forklift license. Or if you get your forklift license, mate, you get a pay rise. I'm like, motherfuckers, more valuable. Okay, get paid more. This is interesting. Same amount of hours, but now I get paid more. Mm. So I'm like, wow, I don't need to do as much overtime anymore. I just need to do time on that forklift thing over there and I get the same cash. I'm like, this makes sense but then I'd still go piss it up or whatever so there's a behavioural aspect that we've got to sort out and that goes back to changing your habits. Mm. Um, but travel if money allows or search online to see how other people live and ask yourself how do they make sense of that, i.e. I can count on my hands the number of times I've been in a helicopter yet some people own them and have a pilot full time and that's exactly what we are just talking about and just jog my memory about these answers. How? you know? Mm. Don't assume, don't judge, Don't have some preconceived thing. Don't believe what fucking Uncle Rick told you ages ago about people with helicopters or whatever. Mm. Stay curious and always ask how.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because even even something like that, probably a lot of people say, oh, they must have won Lotto or something like that. But, Mm. I mean, going back to the boat example, I mean, if you've got, say, a $20 million boat, even if you make that 20 mil from Lotto, let's say you get a big, nice, big power bill, you win 20 mil, you buy yourself a nice $20 million boat how are you going to service that you're not? So <laughs> yeah. you, you've actually got to have some income behind that. Yeah. So it kind of makes you realise, well, 99% of the guys who have those things, helicopters, boats, they haven't just, it hasn't fallen out of the sky for them. It hasn't mm. come from Lotto or things. I mean, maybe the odd person it has. Yeah. Um. You know, probably the odd person has just been given it. Um. You know, the parents are billionaires or something stupid like that. Yeah, but... For most people, even if they've come from wealth, they've probably still had to take some positive action in mm. order to grow that, to get themselves to a position where they've got enough passive income to service toys like that. Because those things are expensive. Yes, very. You know, pilots, yeah. servicing a helicopter, buying the helicopter to start, what are they, a million bucks each?
0: Yeah. Um, Just, I think this is such a good example of someone who has a helicopter and they have to employ a pilot. Like most people will never employ someone in their life. And this mm. person's like, I need to fucking chop a fucking chopper pilot,
1: yeah, which doesn't really <laughs> earn them any money either. It's more just for
0: getting time back. Yeah, yeah. Like, how did they get to that level of thinking, or, or, and or and how come I don't have that? What did they learn? And I think, rightly, you know, it's not even you might not even be interested in doing it, but just understanding how people think and make sense of decisions they make is a fascinating thing to just to remind yourself to stay curious. Uh, the last one I said You think you have heaps of time Because I think I thought it when I was younger That I did And I was always like "Oh, I'll make heaps of money So I can worry about that shit later anyway No, no worries with uh, investing and stuff I can do that later on in life Perhaps you do But wasting time Like your 20s If it was like me Means a huge loss of compounding Warren Buffett amassed Over 90% of his wealth After the age of 50 Due to compounding Understand compounding mm. Yeah
1: yeah. Those are some good Um Good answers
0: Yeah I hope so yeah. Unfortunately mate No one reads that magazine So <laughs> Yeah Are you sure? Yeah well, I don't know I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll be reading it mate I'll try and recirculate The uh, the article um, Before we go mate but I feel like you might have Said it before But do you have Any advice to, to younger people Who could be listening That you know Maybe 19 They're thinking about What they want to do um, They might be Fuck it doesn't really matter you know, twenty twenty one. there could be 51. What advice for young thinkers do you have? Um, don't believe
1: that the only way to do things is say to go to uni, chip away, get a job, work on. because that's, that is a way to a comfortable retirement, I suppose, at 65. Um, but it's not the only way. I mean, you're much better off to kind of pursue something, get good at it, um, sell that, learn to scale it, and yeah even if you don't necessarily scale it just do something that you enjoy I mean people who I don't know go hop into digital marketing or go play basketball for a living or whatever I mean there's, there's an abundance of options out there you don't need to pick one route that mm. that's kind of um, touted as the only way to get ahead because it's really not and when you run the, the numbers on it um, it's actually very difficult to get ahead by if all you do is kind of work for someone unless you're very, very disciplined with maybe that investing portion from a very young age. Um, you know, maybe if you get into the old S M P very early on, you know, maybe yep. if you get good good thirty, forty years in, I mean, maybe you'll sort of build some build some considerable wealth, but yeah, very hard in that route to actually to actually get ahead.
0: Are you still stacking some of your uh, profits into property,
1: mate? Uh well I actually was gonna buy one earlier in the year. And um, I ran the numbers on it and just didn't add up. Really? No. So I was thinking of um, getting myself a little Airbnb or, oh yeah. you know, going and living in it for a bit, of course, yeah. Uh, get six months in there or whatever was necessary, Yeah. Uh, but ran the numbers on it and just, just couldn't make it work. And um, the bank was only willing to give me a business loan or a home loan. Um, I didn't actually think that. It was related but because I personally guarantee all the business debt um, so i got a second business loan which I've been using to scale. Nice. Um, Because I I sort of ran the numbers on it and, you know, not that I was ever intending to make a profit on that property but I was quite intrigued by it because it was maybe a couple of hundred K undervalued potentially, you know, maybe in a few, five years time it might be back at that level but when I looked at it, I could sort of make that in about 18 18 months um, and it's guaranteed. You know, so it's... In your you businesses. Know, doing, yeah, yeah. always in, yeah, in, in the one business because, I mean, you can do something that's uncertain. I don't know what property's going to do where yeah. you can kind of do something that you can run the numbers on. You can work out what your cost price is, sale price and, and, the, and the bit in between um, and, and work out how long that's going to take you and the, the actual uh, money you're going to make there. So that's the route I actually took. Um, so no, to answer your question... Wow. Um, which you're probably very pleased <laughs> to, to hear about Luke. Um <laughs> yeah. being being the the anti property guy that yeah. you are. But um yeah. I mean not not that I think buying a property is a bad idea, it just didn't work no. for me at that time.
0: Smart mate, I think that's very well articulated because yeah, I think I've probably built myself into uh rod for my own back with this uh, anti property type thing that people jibe me about now, which is very fair. Um <laughs> But, you know, property's definitely right for some people and it's their thing and it's what they're interested in and that's exactly what we've been talking about for over an hour now is basically do things that you are, are interested in and don't just pick a conventional path because someone told you to or you think it's the right thing to do or whatever. Do some critical thinking and think about do you actually enjoy this? Do you want to be doing this? You know, what else do I want to be doing? Mate, thank you. That has been uh, an absolute ripper. Gee, we've gone, we've gone for some numbers there. Um, mate, I just want to say like, I'm proud of uh, what you've been able to build out Over this last few years It's been a pleasure to be able to uh, watch and help out um, And I'm glad that Yeah, I didn't send you down the wrong path
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah, it could have gone one or two was it? Yeah,
0: that I would have had your olds Probably ringing me been Like, <laughs> the fuck do you think you are? Uh, but equally, mate I think you're going to be massively inspirational For younger people That get to watch your journey already uh, But over time as well and And Sometimes we just need people in our life that we go, how the fuck do they do that? Like, what the hell? Well, I think I could do that. And just like you said about me, right? You're like, I can do that. So I'm just going to do some of that. It seems to be working for him. You beauty. Um, and I think we need those people in our lives every now and then to break the negativity that's coming at us the other way, saying that we can't mm, do these change things. Change those beliefs. Yeah. Mate, we'll have yeah. to stay, uh, yeah, stay, well, Keep you tight and get you on the old uh, pod for a bit of an update at some stage as well. But uh, thank you for the the deep dive into everything you've been getting up to. No, and I
1: really appreciate that, mate. And definitely very grateful for for all your help and, and support over the years. So, yeah, definitely can't take all the credit for it.
0: No doubt that some people that are listening, mate, uh, you know, I'd hope that they'd want to use Next Advisory first and foremost. But, uh, you know, if they don't, you know, Nz. Uh, Lloydwest.nz Lloydwest.nz yeah. yeah, yeah. Good man They yeah. can Google you anyway And yep. you'll pop yep. up Towards the top uh, Any specific types of clients That you're Taking on At the moment Or really interested in
1: uh, We do a lot of work With trading and construction So yep. all of the Bigger clients That have got Are all in that space um, But yeah I mean we deal with Clients right across the board So Yeah good mate, stuff yeah, definitely if you're not interested in next advisory always always <laughs> welcome to come and see me
0: it's an abundant world out there mate it I'm is, sure mate. there's enough for me for everyone yeah that's right all right mate we'll get uh, all my life on and get you out of here thanks for your time again cheers mate me, I'm running long distance, all pistons, firing. I've been stuck between maybe retiring And feeling like I'm just not hitting my prime These days seeing rappers be dying Way before they even getting they shine I never even heard a little buddy To somebody murdered little buddy Now I'm on the phone searching lil' buddy name Got a play in his tunes all day in my room Think it damn, this shit wicked to get their names buzzed